Hakeem, a.k.a. Miss Cream of the Crop, and my unofficial co-host, I think, I'm Big very Squeeze. Official. <laughs> I go by the name of Big Squeeze. Follow me at Big Squeeze 389. I just feel like I didn't do that. I haven't done that. I just felt like I needed to do that. <laughs> he says he's official. I'm calling him unofficial right now. He got to earn his stripes. I'm, I'm official. Listen. listen. I, last episode, we established that we were both Capricorns. Don't come in here with that Capricorn shit today. Okay? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I can't do the Sagittarius stuff. I don't know how they roll. <laughs> I mean, facts, facts. Well, welcome to the episode of Welcome to Creamsboro Wednesday, where we discuss topics of things that happened over the past seven days. And today isn't any different. We got some dope topics for you guys today. And uh, we appreciate you guys for coming back to another episode featuring Big Squeeze. So I'm going to tell you guys what topics we're going to discuss today. And then Big Squeeze and I are going to do what we do. And that's Capricorn shit, baby. All right. <laughs> Exactly. So we're going to talk about Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, Kanye's lyrics about Kim, The Donda Show, Jesse J, and Nicki Minaj. We're going to talk about um, the today. If you guys are tuned in today, we're recording this before today. But when this comes out, it's going to be officially Wednesday, and it will be officially. That's just how it is. That was like a fucking head scratch. <laughs> it was. It today. was. If you tuned in today, we recorded today. Today, <laughs> listen. Oh, what? Wait, what I meant to say was, this is Tuesday. We're recording this Tuesday night. It's almost Wednesday. But if you're listening to this on Wednesday, because it's Welcome to Creams World Wednesday, then we're gonna be talking about or wishing hip hop a 48. Birthday. birthday. Exactly. Then I'm going to talk about my Andre 3K sighting and Big Squeeze. What are we going to talk about today? What topics did you want to discuss today? Oh, I'll, um, what the fuck? Oh, so I want to talk about the homie, not my homie, y'all homie, Joe Biden. The boy that, um, he didn't pass 1.2 trillion. We, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. And, and also, uh, um, I also had a counter argument to her Andre three thousand situation. We're gonna talk about that too. All right, all right. A counter argument about I mean, I just I just I, I feel the way, man. I just feel the way. And also wanted about, to touch on that King's disease a little bit. That, uh, oh yes, 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 yes. We're gonna talk about that. So let's start out with um Alfonso Rivero. Now, it's been going around, uh I think he did an interview. I didn't really get into it too much because I I just I was just like, bro, what? So Father Rivera was just saying how he feels like he hasn't been accepted into the black community because his wife is white. Wow. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> bro, who knew that? For, I was getting ready to say that. Like, we never knew what your wife looked like. But you, to the black community, you will always be Carlton. I'm sorry. We know you're not Carlton. You will right. always be Carlton. You will always be known for the Carlton dance. And the fact that you think that we are shocked and upset that your wife is white is crazy. Like, you are the last person that we sit that we sit up and talk about the significant other. We don't talk about your significant other. We don't even. The thing, we don't even. The, the thing about Carlton is, 
you are the nigga who we are the least shocked about having a white woman. I mean, the fact that he... That Carlton <laughs> has a white wife. Bro, we really look at you as a fucking... As a white Carlton. Exactly, like... He's not Alfonso. Nobody calls him Alfonso. He's Carlton. At all. And squeeze. We expected his wife to look exactly the way that she does. She has blonde hair, blue eyes. She's a white lady. We expected your wife to look like that. And, I mean, and she, the thing is, we don't woman, care. Why you, why you tripping? She look good, bro. Like, you got you a nice looking white chick. She's fine. Do your thing, nigga. Who the fuck is <laughs> the, the thing about Carlton is, I think he was trying to find a reason to why his career didn't really Move to the next level. I think yeah. that he, I think that was his excuse because I'm, the thing is, you've been typecast for so long, nigga. You called him or you're not on my camera. Exactly. I don't see you and nobody else. Exactly. And when he was a little kid playing Michael Jackson in the Pepsi commercials, that was Alfonso. Alfonso. No one even realizes that Carlton is the kid that was the the little Michael Jackson kid. That kid was nobody black. Knew, nobody knew him. Nobody. Exactly. No, exactly. So I, if he's trying to drum up controversy because he's about to drop a new album, then just say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's on death row. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people do it these days. Cardi B and everybody else, they drum up controversy and then they drop a new track or they drop a new album. So if you have a new album coming out, Alfonso, please just let us know. Either that or uh, America's Funniest Home Video is about to go I, on like <laughs> a, 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 pla- a streaming platform or something. He's trying to boost some views. Exactly, because, bruh, you are the last person that the black community is upset about marrying a white no. lady. We just I, I assume. I don't think anybody would be mad at him for having a white. I think everybody would be legitimately shocked if his wife was black. Exactly. We assumed she was white, so when you finally showed her, we was like, oh, okay, exactly what we thought. We assumed he was white. We, like <laughs> it wasn't, at some point, it wasn't acting anymore. This nigga is too good at this. This is what he do. <laughs> it's like it's like Sean Wayne's in gay movies. It's like, all right, bro, we, all right, all right, we know. Okay, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, this nigga. I mean, like I said, if you want to drop a mixtape, just say that. Just say that. I'll listen to it. Fuck it, man. Why not? Right. I mean, you know? What? I mean, we actually love Alfonso Ribeiro. Like, we love the Carlton Band. I don't band. think that's true. We love Carlton. I don't know if anybody that, loves Well, that's Carlton. true. We love Carlton. You're right. Love You're Carlton. absolutely right. I don't think nobody knows Alfonso though. You know what I'm saying? Like we just we we don't know that nigga because he wasn't doing. We never saw him outside of the Carlton character. Exactly, and he never really put himself out there. Um, okay, let's just take Will Smith. Everyone can be Will Smith. I'm pretty sure he gets tired of being compared to him. But let's just take Will Smith because they're adjacent to one another. But it's like we have glimpses into Will Smith's life. And we have glimpses into Will Smith's personality because of his social media and different ways that he carries himself in interviews and different things like that. 
Alfonso Ribeiro has always presented himself as a Carlton. I agree. And also on top of that, I think he was so exclusive with his interviews that it caught up with him. It, it went from, oh, I landed this tough interview to, I don't even want that interview no more. Because it, 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 it grew out of, it grew out of, uh, he, he, I think his time ran out and he didn't understand that. Yeah. Because yeah. think about it. We still call him Carlton, but we don't call Tatiana Ali Ashley. No, we really don't. We really don't. He, he just, he's Carlton because he dresses like Carlton every time we see him. Really he dresses, he always has on a blazer or some Carlton-esque Bel Air outfit. And it's like, at he some point, you... wear ass haircut, always <laughs> like Carlton. Like, it's always yeah. Shit. yeah, so it's like, bruh, I, like I said, send us the link to the mixtape. We'll play it on 216 to be radio. And I'll send it to Squeeze Hill. He'll hook you up with an interview man, on a jungle. We're going to turn in and see if it's hit or miss, man. Exactly. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so speaking of tracks and keeping up with artists and mixtapes and different things like that, Jesse J, um, there was an interview, I think she did it with Glamour Magazine, and she was talking about the song Bang Bang featuring her, Nicki Minaj, and Ariana Grande. Now, if you don't know this track, I mean, obviously you've been under a rock. Like Bang Bang was and still is a huge hit. Everyone loves the track. And for a while, there's been controversies around the track. So Jessie J in this interview basically says that she and Ariana uh, Ariana laid the track. Um, and when she found out that Nicki Minaj was on the track, she was really excited. But she basically said in the interview, paraphrasing, they never asked Nicki to be on it. She just popped up on it. And basically making it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, she, she, now I will say, even on paraphrasing, she did say we did not ask her to be on the track. She's like, so when oh, I wow. found out that Nikki was on it, like I got really excited, blah, blah, blah. So we all know 2018 to 2019, there was a huge Nikki hate train. Everyone in the industry was deciding to hop on this bandwagon of we hate Nikki, when Nikki really wasn't doing anything and she paved the way amongst all the other people that paved the way for her. But for these newer artists for a really long time, it was just Nikki for about 10 years. So Nikki, during that time, you know, she was really quiet. And whatever you wanted to say about her, she just let it slide. And this era, I think two things happen. Like, especially, like, when you become a mom, it's something different happens with, with your attitude about life. Um, you just change as a person, and even if you are a super confident person, once you become a mom, you become even more confident because you have this human being that you have to take care of and love and be confident for. And I think once you become a mom, like, look at, yes, exactly. Like, look at Beyonce. She was always confident, but when she became a mom, like, she's just out there, like, I'm bad. I'm, I, you know, she's just really putting forth this totally different attitude even in her interviews she's just like i'm me i'm private you could kiss my ass and she literally said this in a recent interview like i'm private and blah 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 blah. you know she's cursing more but anyway Nicki minaj responded on twitter and she basically said um i didn't ask to be on the track the label sent me the track and paid me to be on it she's like i don't She's like, you guys act like I have time, and I'm paraphrasing. Basically, you guys act like I have time to just go around just fishing for unreleased tracks. 
and just hopping on them. She's like, this is the second person who said this recently. She's like, that's not how it happened, but I love you, though. So what are you going to say? I was going to say maybe maybe she getting a little bit of that um that Drake attachment. So, like, because she attached to Drake, they feel like she do with, with essentially what Drake does. Like, even though Drake is, yes. like, the most popular artist, he he definitely latches on to the hot person at that moment. He does. I, to I, remain hot. He does. Drake is smart in that way Drake because he understands how to make a hit and he also understands how to keep himself relevant. He also understands his impact when it comes to helping boost the popularity of up-and-coming artists. Like, he can fish out talent and he knows who's about to blow up. He's like, okay, let me hop on this now so I can say I did it first. I also feel like that's somewhat of an ego thing for him. But, I, yes, that... Verse cost? I think it was out there. I think a Drake verse is like, I think it's like a million. I know it costs 500, it, it's 500,000 to a million to get a Nicki verse. Wow. Yes. Because you remember Big, Biggie in his prime was getting 50,000 a verse. Yeah. When when Nicki Minaj, like she said in the one song, 50K for a verse, no album out, she was getting 50K over 10 years ago. Right. She's getting half a million to a million. So Drake has to be getting a million per verse. Man, and they getting that same so, shit for a show. If not more, including the merch sales. So, yeah, so basically, Nikki was like, I didn't ask to be on the track. <laughs> the label asked me and paid me. And then Jesse J came back, and she basically put out this sad sob story and tried to. <laughs> we talked about this on the last episode when we talked about how people try to gaslight black women. That's basically what she did. She was just like, oh, my God, I was so happy about you being on there. And I just can't believe that you felt this way. And it was like a two-page response when all she had to say was, I apologize. It was a misunderstanding. I had what, no what idea. What made her pop off in the first place? Like, why, why was that even an issue? Like, you should be blessed to have a verse. Like, why and, was it an issue? Well, base I don't know. It's just like she she but basically Nikki was just letting everyone know like I didn't because like I said no, the I way Nikki defended herself, but I'm saying yeah. why would the girl Casey in the first I mean uh, Jesse in the first place pop off? I don't know. And like I said, a lot of people, most of the time white ladies, they really like to guess like black women. And unless yeah. you're a black woman, it's kind of hard to wow. you know see where we're coming from but it happens a lot and that's basically what she did because she gave a long like this sad story about I remember when you used me as stairs as a stair holder and that at the AMAs I remember when this happened I don't know what she then she says there's so many memes going or mean memes going on around about me and I have to deal with that and now I have to deal with this <laughs> it was She's a victim, what? man. We should feel sorry for her. We <laughs> Shut <really> up. <laughs> she was like, and just just having you on there was such a highlight of my life. I had no was, idea. And then, 
And then she goes, it was because Jesse J hasn't done, to my knowledge, anything since the Bang Bang song. Of course not. Of course not. You see, it's it's um, it's kind of that last ditch effort to uh, keep the star shining a little bit because it's over after this. Yeah, because in the middle of her apology, she asked, she says, "So there's not going to be a Bang Bang too." And then she put, I forget the name of the other song. She's like, so there's not going to be a feature on the, whatever the song. She said, no, oh, um, okay. Like, it. it she better get the label to cough that money up. Better get her PR shit together and start apologizing. I think it might be over. I think it might be over. So speak, look, we're going to keep on the trend of artists. We're going to talk about Kanye West, more controversy. So Kanye West. When, of course, he goes viral anytime he does anything, but um, recently at his Donda, if you guys don't know, he's been hosting these listening parties or listening events for his album Donda that's been dropping for the past few years, but it's the most undropped dropped album in history. (laughs) Oh, true. I forgot about Detox. But at least Dre didn't keep having listening parties and fake Detox is still coming, y'all. Well, you know what that's like, Squeeze? Remember back in the day when videos used to say to be continued and it never continued? You never see a part two. (laughs) Oh, God. I I think that was the label when they realized, like, "Uh, if you don't pay for it, it really won't be, nigga. I was going to say that. It's like you don't even. I don't even know why you put to be continued. It's not even in your budget. I think I think maybe that was a way for them to approach the label. Like, look, I told the fans that we was coming back. I need a little more. You're like, fuck you, nigga. You shouldn't have lied. Exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's basically detox and Donda. So Kanye West basically had some. Choice words for Kim, and he was just talking about um, how her coming to, like, he basically was just saying, like, Kim was just trying to hop on scene by coming to his Donda event, and he was just saying, like, I just want to see my kids, I just want to see my family, and... Listen, I don't really think, care. You think Kim got, got a, a, a regret? She regret uh, filing for the divorce? Father's <sighs> remorse? <laughs> yeah, she might. And everyone's just clapping and rooting her on, like, yeah, girl, go get your man. But I feel like this. I think she loves Kanye, though. I really do. I think she does. I do. I think I she think, does. This is the thing about me, though. Squeeze Kardashian never hated them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I always wanted to be a Kardashian. I I get it. I get it. They fine as shit. They rich as shit. And like it's like it's like when the fucking the new girl with the fat ass come to the class. It's like Ashley used to be cold until you know fucking Stephanie got in our class. Now we we only talking about Stephanie. We don't care about Ashley no more. And it's like when Kim hit the strip. We weren't talking about Melissa Forrest no more. They would go. Like, and Melissa that's Ford the problem, though, because you guys stopped thinking, you guys forgot about the black women who set the standard for the white ladies 
who purchased the standard and disrespected I, I the standard that they that they fashioned their bodies and lifestyles after. Let me ask you a question. Let's say uh huh. Go to fucking. Let's say you go to you go to save a lot. Let me just hold up. Let me tell you this real quick. I will never choose Brad Pitt over Brad Jenkins. I don't care if 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 Brad Jenkins was just as bad as Brad Pitt. I would choose Brad Jenkins. That's just my okay, friend. And you know what? And that's a a woman I respect. If if Brad Pitt was not respectful, wait. If Brad Pitt was because he's fine as hell to me. He's fine. Ugh. Okay. If he, you like if a white he, boy? listen to me. Let me finish. If you he, like boy? if he was that, if he is as fine as he is and disrespectful or not as acknowledging of you black men. Way better than Brad Pitt. You listen to me. Squeeze. Let's stay on point. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stay on point. If she looked the way he looks and he stole his swag from a black dude while not acknowledging that that's where he got it from, I would not even think twice about picking a Brad Pitt when I could just get the original, which is Brad Jenkins. Okay, now I'm with you on that, right? But the things that Kim took, so-called taken from the black community, are fucking all negative things. All terrible black stereotypes that we should not be proud of. At all. But y'all... Those are the only things right. Kim Kardashian took. Why the and fuck we tripping? Let her add that shit. You want to know why? Shit. Because you can't defend thought shit. You can't defend thought shit, but when the thought shit makes you and your sisters millions and millions and millions of dollars and, and black men continue to take up for that shit and put black women down for it, that, then you can get upset about that. It's, it's the rarity of it, right? So it's like... Okay, you ever be you ever see like it's 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 the rarity of it that makes it valuable. Even when this when this Mm-mm. four fine ass black girls going to the mall Mm-mm. in Parma, all them white boys breaking their goddamn necks to see them black chicks because this ain't what they used to. That's just like if we in the spot we chilling, we in the hood and it's just see fat booty ass white chicks walking down the street. Everybody's next about to break. This is different. This ain't regular Tuesday shit. We need to pay attention to this. And that's the way it was. That's the kind of way it was. Yeah, Listen, I get that. But gotta, what I'm saying is, gotta, is that when, when they put when they put their when they put their cornrows in, it's oh my God. They just invented boxer braids. I this that's what they called them. Oh my god, the Kardashians <laughs> have now made boxer braids. Popular. Let's all wear boxer braids. But y'all wouldn't even look twice at a black girl for an interview or anything else if we walked in the spot with cornrows that you now deemed boxer braids. I get it. You know, they put on like, um, they put on bamboo earrings. It's like, oh my god, this must be the new craze. Black girls put on bamboo like earrings. A, look at these hood chicks in here all ghetto with these big ass earrings on. You ever have somebody who like always watching stuff? Like, all the time. Like, they just always bought, it, whether it be your granny or anybody, they just always bought you stuff, right? And you were used yeah. to it because they always bought you stuff. But then you had that one uncle who never bought you shit. And then they could turn around and get you a $50 bill. You like, oh, shit. Uncle broke, uncle broke man gave me $50? Thank you. No. So when your broke-ass uncle gave you that 50 it means different because it's, it's, so, it's so easy 
It's so easy to forget the people who always there doing it. We see black girls with the okay, cameras well, all well, let the me time. Put it, it well, let me special. put it in a different perspective. You're right, but black girls were being disrespected and called. No, no. Let me, let me clear this up. Called, we were being disrespected while we were dressed as black girls is what I'm but saying. Let me, let me clear this up because I, don't, I know a lot of your audience don't know me that well. I don't want to I get what you're like saying. I'm actually against what Cream is saying. What I'm doing is just simply playing the other side and, and giving yeah. a rebuttal. That's all I'm doing. But, yeah, but, no, you're but, fine. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wanna, understand I what you're clear. saying because, again, it's the same as all the white mics. Every hood has a white mic. Everybody exactly. knows a white mic. And a white exactly. mic gives all the black girls and the black dudes be like, man, that nigga ain't nobody. We can't. This nigga ain't. corny ass and, nigga don't even know and, how to... Exactly, yeah, but because yeah. he's a white dude, because he's Justin it's Timberlake back in the day, because yeah. he's Eminem, you know, you're like, okay, because he's Chet Hanks, even though Tom Hanks is his dad, and he's telling everybody it's a white, it's a white boy summer, <laughs> everybody like, oh my God, I'm team white boy summer, Chet Hanks, is, uh, he looks, and Chet Hanks does look good, but still. But you um, gotta think about it, it's the vice versa, right? So it, I get what you're saying. Thing. It works the same way for the black dudes, the same way for the white dudes, same way for the white women and black women. So, like, I but don't say white guy, But the oh. difference is most white dudes, most white mics, most, not all, but most white mics aren't disrespectful to the black dudes. They, they aren't disrespectful. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Here we go. I go, to, I go to the grocery <laughs> store, and they got fucking Doritos that cost, like, the regular Dorito price. I go yeah. to save a lot, and they got fake Doritos, half the price, they taste exactly the same. Where are you no, they going? Don't. Where, no, but they what don't. I'm saying, where, where are you going to go, though? You I'm gotta go regular Doritos. Nah. Who the that's, hell that's... wants... Who the, I, me, you ask me. I want I real know. Doritos. But Kim K Who was... Who the hell want... Kim K was them fake Doritos that... They weren't exactly Doritos, but they were fucking pretty good still. And they were a lot cheaper. A lot less trouble... <laughs> A lot less drama, and they still fucking good. Man, like, you think her, you think Kim is came, less drama? She she's an alpha woman. She's more attention, but I think she's less drama. Like, she she came a, with... Hold on, squeeze, than a black woman? Is that what you're saying? You're talking okay, to a black on. woman saying Kim Kardashian so, is less drama so, than a black woman? Okay, sometimes. Is that what you're saying? Y'all are aggressive at times, and y'all scared niggas. I don't think... So imagine, okay, so Kim So what has, you're telling me is if you saw Kim no, Kardashian right now, you would just you would just slide up on her because she seems less aggressive? And you're telling me black women are aggressive? This okay, is, you talk, okay. This is, this is welcome okay. to Cream's World Wednesday. <laughs> no, I'm not you, saying I'm not saying y'all too cream, aggressive. I might be like I'm not saying like, y'all too aggressive. What I'm saying that's is what you just said, y'all scare some niggas off and that's why them niggas jump over there. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you you want me to keep this on here? You want me to keep this? You about to see, see right now? You about to you about to whip my ass for telling you? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just you asking to, you. You about to whip my ass? Ass. It's like it's gonna be like, some black ladies listening to this. I'm trying to save you, but they need to hear me. Because it's like okay, they, they they like tell us the truth. Then we tell us you like, oh nigga, really. Nigga, really? Like, oh, shit. All right, I'm scared. Is that what you're saying right now? 
okay, so what I'm saying is this. Kim K had all the she had all of the things that a nigga love in a black woman. Like, okay, I get it. She's not black, she's imitating. I get that. She's a culture vulture. I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying is, we love black women for them thick thighs, fat asses. Um she she got all of that. She got all of the above and longer hair. And it's like mm-hmm. this. That's wings. These is our niggas' thoughts, though. These are this niggas' thought process. They thinking like, yo, I'm about to shoot my shot over here with this fake Puerto Rican bitch. Ar- Armenian? What's that called? Armenian? Oh, yeah. Well, She's Armenian. She's white. Armenian are, Armenians are white. I wish you guys would just understand that. I, 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 I get it, but it's like Italians don't feel like they white either, so that's how a game goes. No, but Armenians are white. And Italians, it depends if they're, from, if they're Sicilian. Huh? I, I don't know. They Armenians aren't Italians. Stop stop while you're here. I, I don't want I don't, I don't, I'm not people. saying they are. I didn't say that. I don't want people to think you don't know your geography. So I didn't say that. I didn't have to say that. <laughs> I'm just saying they this is the label that they put themselves in. Yeah. No, they are their dad is Armenian and it, well was Armenian and her mom is white. The Kardashians I, I, are white. I, I the Jenners are white. I don't hate them though. I love it. I actually love the Kardashians. I don't I ain't got nothing against them. I love it. So let me just tell you, of course you don't. Um, I want to be squeezed Kardashian. I wanted that. I wanted that. I had a different crush on all of them. So you just said that, let me just sum up what you said, okay? To sum up what you said, the Kardashians have everything that black men love about black Black women women with less aggression. They stole it. That's what you it's, said. They, they they stole y'all swag, and they presented differently. They presented nicer. I'm 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 not I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just telling you that's what these hoes did. They infiltrated the system. It's kind of like hmm. somebody who looked white, but he ain't white, so he keeps saying nigga like logic. It's like we want to keep punching logic in the face, but he got a black dad, so you got to keep giving him his pass. It's how it is with Kim K. They found a loophole. Hmm. Hmm. I don't want no smoke. I'm just telling you this. Because because the thing about it is, is that black women have done so much for the community. We are smart. We are the highest percentage of people. We are the highest number. We have the highest number of degrees. Like we are the most educated. Wait, let me finish because I let you know how I feel about black women about the Kardashians. We are the we are the most educated. Um, a lot of us are holding families down. We're also holding Absolutely. a lot of black men that we shouldn't be holding down down. Uh, we are constantly being gaslit by not only our own community but also <laughs> other communities. We're dis- we're highly disrespected. We're the least protected people. And the thing about it is, is that the only thing that you guys love about us are our thick thighs, our hips, and our ass. And okay, slightly, there's more to us than that. Also, it would be so much easier if the only thing that we had to do was show up and be thick and white. <laughs> we probably would be less aggressive as well. I would agree with that. But <laughs> there's a lot of things that have made black women have to be quote unquote aggressive um that people who have fairer skin 
and zero melanin that most of them, especially growing up in Calabasas, wouldn't have to deal with. Because I'm pretty sure there are some black women that grew up in that environment that aren't as aggressive either. Um, but, I mean, I have to, you know, considering I, I, that I'm a woman on this, the women would be upset at me if I didn't. I mean, I'm a woman. I'm not mad at you. I have to. Last week I told you how I personally feel about black women. I'm fucking yeah. love black women. I yeah. have been one of them, uh, before I became a regular citizen of society, I was one of them dirtball niggas who was being supported and shouldn't have been supported by a black woman. I never turn my back on a black woman. I'm just telling you that these are the thoughts that we have when we in the barbershop talking to each other. These are the things that come up. These are the words and the feelings that are being expressed. So I'm just passing them on to my sisters. And you pass it along to your brothers that a lot of the things that make black women aggressive is them. So uh, let's talk about these lyrics that could make a Kardashian become aggressive. I don't know. So basically, <laughs> Kanye says, I'm losing my family, I'm losing my family, I'm losing my family, is what he rapped. He, he says, she's screaming at me, honey, why could you leave? So the name of this is um, Love Unconditionally. And um, he's basically saying, like, I'm losing all my family, darling, come back to me. And in this, He's like, time and space is luxury, but you came here to show that you're still in love with me. So basically, he's just saying to her, like, clearly you still love me. You asked for a divorce, but clearly you still love me because you're showing up to my listening parties. You're showing up to show me that you still love me. Shout out to uh, DJ Who Kid, XM Satellite Radio. I actually heard that. He played the whole album. Um, uh, What was this? Sunday? Saturday? Sunday? One of them two days. He played mm-hmm. the whole album, and I heard it. And um, the, the, what I <coughs> I like the project. I just don't know exactly where Kanye is in hip hop. Like I don't know if I'm dealing with Mace or like Common. Like I don't know who he who he is. His identity I, is everywhere to me. I think. He wants it to be that way, like a Tyler, like a Tyler B. Creator. A lot of artists back in the day, if you think about a lot of older interviews, squeeze. One of the main things that a lot of the artists had issues with, issues with, was being put in a box. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of artists, especially like singers, are like, why do I have to just be? an R&B singer? What if I feel like making a country song tomorrow? What if I feel like making a pop song, you know, the next day? Why can't I just be a singer? And I think that a lot of artists, including rappers, are starting to delve into other genres or just however they feel in the moment. Like, in this moment, I want to be common, and then tomorrow I'm upset about my divorce, so I'm like the Mason Beth of this track. How do you feel about that? (laughs) As a as a consumer of music, as a listener, as a fan, because um, I, I, I like it, I respect that because I like artistry. But at the same time, I would not consider myself a fan of more than three genres of music. So it would be. It depends on how we, it depends on how it sounds. Like, okay, let's take. Uh, uh, 
I mean, country grammar. It felt like people really in that at that time and space was like, oh yeah, I'm listening to country music. But that's crazy. People, you said that though, and then him because people, I never saw him as a rapper. He really? always was kind of in the middle. Yeah, he like he yeah he, he didn't really rap, but he didn't sing either. Exactly. Wasn't really harmonizing. He kind of I don't know what the fuck he was doing. And I we accept, like some of it though. And we accepted him. We were like <laughs> we accepted it. We accepted <laughs> everything that we put out, even tip drill when he swiped the car and the girl's ass cheeks like. We accepted everything that Nelly put out because he was, was just, classic. yeah, he was being himself. Like, he was able to make country grammar, and he made tip drill, and we were okay with it. I think I mean, that's what I music should drill, be. I agree with that. I agree with that. But 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 what I'm saying is... If I, you do it right and not make it gimmicky. Can you label them? Can you label them? No, and I think a lot of artists don't want to be labeled because then they're in a box and they have to adhere to this set of rules that a lot of what artists fucking, don't want to adhere what to. What Grammy do you win, nigga? And, and but see, that's the other thing because like when Tyler won his Grammy and it was for Best Rap Artist, he was like, my my album, I didn't make a rap album this time. He's like, I purposely didn't make. Come off of Igor. Yeah, he's like, this yeah. wasn't. I forgot. I think it was either rap or hip hop. However, they labeled it. And he's like, this wasn't that. that. He's like, but because I rap, yeah. they put us all in this one category, and that's not fair. That and was I really, 2019, I remember that. Yeah, so I really yeah. think that um, that they should expand the genre of hip hop and rap because I feel like there are hip hop artists like Nas, and then there's rappers. Not everybody, you know what I mean? There aren't. Well, there, I, there's. I, because I don't consider a lot of people to be hip-hop artists. I completely Hip-hop to me. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? I, I, I said, I remember I had a rant uh, like years ago. I was talking about how, uh, you know, hip-hop is the only genre of music without a sub-genre. Exactly. Like, and there should be. Every every other genre of music has a sub-genre except hip-hop. And I don't, I don't think it's fair. I think you should have... Hip hop, you should have, you know, the 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 cap rap shit. That should be a mm -hmm. whole category because mm -hmm. there are whole artists who only do that. You got drill. Yeah. You you got you got all type of different hip hop. You got drum and bass. We got house. We got all kinds of you stuff. Got, you got boom bap shit. That could be a yeah. thing that nobody never wanted to let go of. That's the whole category. Like I don't yeah. know. I you think it's, it it boils down to our community and how much we care and advocate for our culture. And that is what I, and that's basically what it is when it comes down to the Kardashians. It's not just accepting something because it has a similar fat ass <laughs> as the real thing. And that's basically what we do with our culture. It's like we allow our culture to just be watered down. We allow our culture to just be thrown at any any kind of way. We allow our culture to be stolen from us and sold back to us. Like, we invented hip-hop, but all the labels and all the people writing checks are Jewish or white. How is it that something we invented, we have to ask them to pay us to do? We have to ask them to, if we're able to get out of a contract, we have to write a contract to someone who never invented what we invented. It's like, we're signing contracts to get paid for our culture. Teaching them how to exactly. digest this shit. Still asking them for money. Exactly. It's our culture, and it's being sold back to us 
in a watered down version and we have to just care enough about our culture to take a stand just like the lgbtqia cares about their community you know we have to care about our culture um because you're not going to water down ballroom because the lgbtqia community will come at you and say oh no 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 <laughs> this but is I'm a actually, sub-genre and you're not about people, to take this over huh i've actually had black people say stuff like I don't want to hear all that unity shit, my nigga. Whatever, man. Nigga. But and it's, it's kind of it, it's disappointing. It's like, damn. It is. And it's more than damn. just unity. It's like, how can you... St- and those same people, if they said that black people were going to get reparations and get our 40 acres and a the mule, they'll be in line. Oh, yeah. They'll be in line. Oh, yeah. But it's like, it's how could you not care about out. unity when the people who fought for us to even be at this point of this amount of freedom that we have now, they had to unify for us to even know that we were supposed to get 40 acres in the mule. Like, I don't know. It's more than just unity. It's just fighting for what's right. Like, what do we even, you know what I mean? It's our culture. This is who we are. That's real. Because you're not about to go and put on a cloth from one of the tribes over in one of the countries in Africa and think you just about to rock that without somebody coming and say, hey, bruh, um, is you from our country? Do you understand? Do you understand the meaning of this pattern? They're not going to let you do that. I think you start from the basis. Like, if we, even like beyond going business with somebody or, um, you know, working with somebody, whatever, beyond any of that, I think, it's crazy when black people, like, we don't feel the need to respect each other in, in, in the sense of mm-hmm. even talking to each other. Like, I've noticed black people don't even have respect unless they're talking to white people. They don't even, mm-hmm. they don't know no manners. They don't know nothing about being, uh, having a, a, a an intelligent conversation unless they're talking to white people. It's like they're mm-hmm. trying to impress white people. And that mm-hmm. shit is crazy. You're trying to show them you're, I'm not that black person. I'm a different black person, Massa. I'm the good black person, Massa. It's like. They need approval, man. That shit is sick, man. Yeah. And that's why I say we have to care more about our culture and our community because unlike, you know, our sisters and brothers over in Africa and Haiti and Jamaica and the behind, all these other countries, um, and continents, they, Haitians, they are proud to be Haitian. Jamaicans yeah. are proud to be Jamaicans. You know what I mean? People from Nigeria are proud to be from Nigeria. All we have is our culture. That's all why I said. People, I'm sorry. All, but all of those people also have traditions that they hold on to. That's and what I'm saying. That's the one thing. African Americans don't have any traditions, so we, it's like we don't but, believe in nothing. So because we don't believe in nothing, we don't believe what other Black people are saying to us. So it's, 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 I feel like that's a big part of it. But but we but what we have, please, is our culture, and we don't care about it. That's well, like ours. when you because it is ours. We don't have ownership of it. But see, but that's because we don't we don't care about it enough. Like I said, you're not about to go out here and wave a Haitian flag without having some ties to being Haitian or having 
um, permission to do so. Because those those right. and everybody else is going to come for you and say, wait, 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 wait. Right. You get what, what I'm saying? Doing that song, bro? Exactly. When it when it comes to us, it's like everybody can wear cornrows. Everybody can. To. And it's, yep. you know what I mean? Nobody it's like, we're about. like, why? It's like you're online arguing with other black people about locks and braids and cornrows more than you're arguing with white people about it. Oh, you know what I mean? Geez. You're I arguing as with a, at a at a very young age. I'm from I'm from down the way. I'm from the projects. We 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 walk and down the street, and because we don't look familiar, hey, where y'all niggas from? We all about to go. We all headed to. A white dude can walk down there and do anything he want to do. Set up a whole tent, start selling shit. Mm-hmm. No conversation. No conversation. They all amongst each other. Who is this nigga? Hey, what are you doing over there? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody approached him, asked him shit. You about to mm-hmm. beat my ass because I'm trying to go to my auntie house. But you let exactly. somebody else come set up shop. Exactly. Just, and that's... And that's and I know that it stems from all the things that have happened to black people throughout history in the world and in America. I understand that. But now we have all this knowledge and knowledge is power. We're finding ways to be entrepreneurs and make our own money and we're finding ways to build up our community where we could come in and re we can gentrify our own neighborhood. <laughs> um but we fail to do so because we have been taught to not care. You know what I mean? It's right. like everybody told you down the way with with the project, don't care about it. Everybody tells you, oh, East Cleveland is, is a shit, don't care about it. So what do we do? Yeah. East Cleveland's not don't shit, I don't care about it. it. Down the way, that, that's the project. I don't care about it. We made everybody, we made, we allow people to make us not care about things that are important to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we argue with black people about whether or not we should let white people use the N-word. I don't care. That's my, that's, that's my, that's my nigga. It's like, but he's white. Oh, I don't man. care. You know what I mean? I like, the fact that we have to argue with each other, whether or not, with, we can't even take a stand on just saying no one outside of us can use the N-word. We allow so many other people to use it because they're cool with us. I you know what I mean? Off, I used to get pissed off at how quickly we were watching TV. You see a white dude get up and he's able to do a black dance on beat, and instantly he's invited to the barbecue. What the fuck? Yes. Nigga, he just danced. He stole your dance, and he can come eat your food now. What the fuck wrong with you? <laughs> and now <laughs> all the black the girls are about to all the black girls are about to rob Kardashian him. <laughs> he's gonna be the guy, the guy Kardashian. You're right. You're right though, because. I said the same thing, like, you see the little white kids go viral because they're able to do the latest dances, and you're oh, like, well, wow. black kids been dancing forever, and, but it goes back to what you said. Oh, we're used to seeing black girls, black kids dance. Of course y'all can dance, y'all black. Black people got rhythm, but it's like, that's not fair. It's not, it's fair, not fair that we have it's to be looked over because we have <laughs> rhythm. Pay us for our rhythm, and then, then you can be excited about the rhythmless people who all of a sudden got rhythm. It's like, in a minute, it's kind of be like, whoa, these niggas do everything. Like, we should not be impressed by anything black people do. They and do that's everything. What, they but that's what's crazy, please. It's fucked up. They act so unimpressed by everything we do and then steal it and sell it back sell to it. us. Yep. You see people... Everybody must get better than black people. Everybody. Man, 
I knew Everybody. our culture was down the drain when I started seeing people rap on McDonald's commercials back in the day. It's like, <laughs> what? Oh, man. I mean, when I when I see, like, um, you know, I watch wrestling like a motherfucker. Everybody who know me know that. Mm-hmm. And you see, randomly, I throw the championship up there because I'm the fucking champ. Yeah. Um, I was watching wrestling, and they had a little scrappy money on the bank. This was about 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. Money in the Bank was the theme song for the wrestling show. So I say, oh, yeah, we in trouble. Right. They let this man listen to a rap CD. We in trouble. Because, you know, the sad part about it is, is that they actually have the money and the power to take over. Most yeah. rappers are trying to find an investor so they can keep going to the studio. <laughs> you know? They, they, they struggling buying them four-hour blocks. Exactly. 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 So, so that is a good segue into my thoughts on Donda. This is my hypothesis about the Donda listening session. So, um, right now is in the past, I would say four or five years, the industry has been shaken up by streaming and really trying to figure out how to pay artists, how to make money, what constitutes a platinum-selling album, a gold album. You know, back in the day, we would find out, okay, Big Squeeze is dropping on Tuesday, August 10th, and we go to FYE and everywhere else, and we go get the albums, and then you wait to see if it went gold or platinum or diamond based on how many people bought the CDs. You know what I mean? You found it in a week. But now it's like, People drop a track, and it's either being sent around, the link is being sent everywhere, you know, you, you're listening to it on a streaming platform that you pay a monthly dues to, your monthly fee to, then they have to disseminate the money to the artist based on the amount of plays that they get. So the revenue for artists right now is just weird. But the cost to be an artist hasn't decreased is in fact increased because of social media. Like they have to right. wear the latest this, they have to be seen, they have to do all these different things. They now have to market themselves differently. Like I feel like artists have to do way more work now because we see them all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it costs them more to be an artist. Um, so with that being said, Kanye has figured out a strategy to get money off of this album up front, and that is these listen sessions. So he's actually making money off of the actual album before before it's even dropped. So once it drops, he doesn't have to worry about billboard numbers. He doesn't have to worry about going platinum to get money. He doesn't worry about streaming and all those other things because he's already made millions of dollars up front off of an album that hasn't even dropped yet. That is crazy. The jacket that he wore, yeah, his jacket, I think it already, um, Gap, the jacket, that red jacket, is his collaboration with Gap. It costs $200. It doesn't drop for another six months. Gap has already sold out of the jacket. They already made, I think, $7 million from those red jackets. It hasn't dropped yet. That dude, man, he he moved merchandise, man. Listen. He do that. If he didn't do nothing else, he do that. Yeah, so that's that's my 
take on why Kanye is doing it the way that he's doing. And he's like, he under, he sat back and watched the market for artists. And he said, okay, is, is it really worth putting in money as an artist of my caliber? Because right. it costs way more to put out a Nicki Minaj, a Beyonce, and a Kanye West because of the caliber that they are. They, they have to do way more. They don't have to market more, but they have to do more. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Do you think these it listening parties cut down on his um promotion? Like, cause I feel like he don't promote. He haven't promoted nearly as much as the world has promoted for him. He ha- no, it hasn't cut down on promotion. You mean no? It actually has no, increased. I'm, saying, I'm talking about no. I'm talking about financially for him. Do you think yeah, he's paying less? Hmm. Well, he's actually living in stadiums, so <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he it's probably, probably profit back off that just off the yeah. I was gonna there. say it. It probably hasn't cost him less, but he's getting more of a return. It's he's probably spending the same amount because he has to put this together, but he's making more of a return, and everyone is fiending for Donda to drop. And the thing about it is, he's Kanye West, so most people are figuring that whatever he's playing at his listening sessions might not even be the album. So when Probably the album drops, right. it's going to get streams. And, I was and it may be the, the same album. Heard, whatever I heard, I don't even know if that's the real album. Whatever uh, DJ Who Kid played, I was thinking that same thing, too. But that's what that's what he released, so that's what we're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This reminds yeah. me of when... Um, Jay-Z released Magna Carta Holy Grail and it went platinum because he released the album with the new Samsung Galaxy drops. And hey. that's how I originally got introduced to Samsung. I, I bought got, that Samsung Galaxy I because of Jay-Z. I got mine. I got mine. Did you? <laughs> Me well, too. Was that the five or the six? <sighs> I, don't, I, I got, know it was one of the earlier that. releases. All I know is at midnight, I, I downloaded the app and at midnight my shit was on there. Mine too. To that, oh my god! Listen, but some people, so many people didn't get it. Like it was yeah, crazy because it was exclusive to the Samsung Galaxy. And remember, everybody that had the Samsung was on Twitter posting yeah. their screenshot, With the telling album. everybody yeah. had Magna Carta Holy Grail. Yeah. That's how I'm like, God, God was looking out. He wanted me to have that album. I was so happy I got that, man. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Me so, too. Look, while, we, while we talking hip-hop, though, I just want to uh, ask you if you heard about the, uh, the uh, Cassidy-Tory Lane situation. Is this even worth a conversation? I mean, I, this is the thing to me. Because okay. in mainstream regular hip hop, you know, Cassidy is like, oh, he's washed up. But I'm a huge fan of battle rap. Yeah. And in the, in the in the battle rap world, Cassidy is like a it's like a it's like a freaking legend. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's like it barely made a a, a, a rumble over here in the mainstream world. But it's like top tier news in battle rap. So I just want to know, like, did it was it, it it wasn't on your radar at all? No, you know what? Um, and I had the opportunity to interview 
Cassidy. If you guys don't know, <laughs> I'm the princess of the OGs. You know, I've interviewed a bunch of the OGs. Let's put that out there. <laughs> yeah, I will link you to that. But uh, <laughs> um, but that, that's how I see Cassidy. You know, like I said, I'm a I'm a huge fan of lyricism. You know, um, cap rap has this moment, but I'm a real fan of hip hop and lyricism. And for me, I didn't care too much about it because I just didn't hold Tory Lanez to that much of an esteem to care about him battling with Cassidy. Because no matter what Cassidy had to say, I automatically knew. Like, this is, okay, it's like what you said. When you already know something and that's already set in your mind, it's like you're not worried about the other thing. It's like, for me, the level that Cassidy is on, I didn't even have to hear what he said to Tory Lanez. I already know he killed it. <laughs> like That's how I saw well, the situation. I haven't heard the Tory Lanez rebuttal yet. But I will say this. I think lyrically, of course, Cassidy going to slaughter that dude. But I like Tory Lanez. I think Tory Lanez um, should be respected as a rapper, even though he came in this game as a singer. I, yeah, I thought I he think, was a singer. Yeah, he is. But as a rapper, I think he should be, he should, he should get his full respect as a rapper. Tory Lanez is big. And um, he made a rebuttal that dropped today, and I haven't heard it yet. So I'll give you my I heard it, and to be honest with you, I could tell that Tory Lanez was practicing for this one. I didn't oh, hear really? the whole this I didn't one. Hear, this, I didn't hear any of it yet. His, I, don't, I don't remember enough of, like, any of his um, – like, I remember everything that Jada Kiss and all of them said to each other in the verses because I was in tune. You know what I mean? I, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But, so I kind of just flew past you. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like I heard it because it was posted. Um, I don't know. I think it was sent to the station. And I kind of just like, all right, let me just listen to this. But I didn't pay attention enough to really say, okay, let me tell you what the punchlines were. But yeah. I paid attention enough to see if his flow was – He, I mean, the flow was there. The beat that he chose was Toy dope. Toy Lanez could rap. He was going head to head with rappers. Um, they had 24 hours to make a song. Like so, during the quarantine, he would go head to head with like a top rapper and say, "Yo, we got 24 hours to post a song made from scratch to tomorrow." Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoyed that. I'm like, oh, I respect this dude. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I can hear the talent. Like it wasn't like. Because, you know, Squeeze, like, we do Hit or Miss Sundays. And, you know, I've been in this business long enough to where I don't have to Absolutely. hear the whole song. So yeah. it, wa it wasn't, like, based on what I heard, I can tell Tory Lanez can spit. I will say that. Yeah. I will give him yeah. that. He can spit. And the beat that he chose was dope. And he sounded like he was writing a beat. And I just didn't have time to really give it the listen. Because when, I, when, I, when it was sent to me, I was... Actually, today I had to take my daughter to her doctor's appointment, and I was, like, in the middle of, like, trying to get all my stuff together, get her out the door, get there on time. And I was like, okay, well, let me see what this is. And that's pretty much the bait, you know, that's the mind frame I was in when I heard it. But it was good enough to where I know it didn't suck. I'm going to give it a listen tonight. But, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there, see if you had anything on it. Yeah, I, I, I know that my answer was unfair. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's cool because it's like, <laughs> to be honest, it's something that's not even worthy of being a beef. Like, it shouldn't be a real beef. Yeah. I think, to be honest, Cassidy is just like, look, I'm better than this nigga. This nigga talk, he's still in my shit. 
Because, like, Cassie was 100% in the right on this on this issue. Tory mm-hmm. Lanez was still in his old freestyles and acting like it was his. So Cassie mm-hmm. like, look, I'm better than him. I'm not even as relevant as he is right now. So let me climb back into this mainstream. And I, I just feel like he was shooting a shot. And you can't be mad at him for that. Yeah, you he, really he can't. He was shooting a shot. Especially you if, really if somebody steal my raps, like, I definitely got a, re, you know, a responsibility to rebuttal this. Yeah. And then it goes back to what I was saying before with people these days not caring enough about stuff to where people really just felt like he shouldn't care. Like, why the hell would I not care? I wrote this. Yeah, Cassie like, is like, and um, he he in battle rap mode right now because he right in the thick of it. Like, he mm-hmm. in battles right now. So if somebody from the mainstream wants to smoke, I think, you know, this is the wrong time to fuck with Cassie. It really is, especially if you are yeah. a, singing, a singing-ass dude. I know he was like, I... <laughs> I know Kathy was like, I know this R&B nigga is not. That's just what he was looking for. He's like, hell yeah. Let's do exactly. this. Hell yeah. He was like, because the last time I went viral was when everybody was making fun of my beats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He redeemed himself with a couple of them terrible beats, too, though. I heard a, I heard a couple of songs. Yeah, he has. Kathy, what it is is his flow just... Still 2006. He got bars. His bars is, his bars is 2021. His flow mm-hmm. is 06. He, nigga, the nigga just ain't go up the flow, man. He's not going to change the flow. The delivery is exactly the same. His rap yeah. the scheme never changed. That's my issue with that nigga. Yeah. But then I just feel like I feel like a lot of artists have to have something that lights a fire up under them, and maybe this is it. That's like when everyone was like, oh, my God, why is everybody acting like they didn't know Jada Kiss was just dope? It wasn't that people didn't know Jada Kiss was just dope. It's just that this versus battle just really lit something under him to where he has to come out with yeah. a cape and just really just – and you are an artist, please, and you know that – no matter how dope you are or how consistent you may be or people remember this, people remember that. There's something to keep you hungry. There's some times where that one thing might happen and you just feel like, like you said with the versus battle, like that just lit a fire in you. And you was like, oh, my God, like I, I just want to drive to New York right now. And maybe that versus battle was the thing that basically told Jadakiss, just like, let me just, people forgot. People yeah. forgot. You know what I mean? It's, and let me have fun gotta, with this. You got sometimes you got to smack your girl on the ass, man. You know what I'm saying? Just give her that reminder, like, look, but I still like them cheeks. You, you know can do that all the time. That's, That's don't do it sometimes. You know, a little little pop on the ass. You know, yeah. just to let you know I still see you around here. <laughs> I ain't overlooking you, bro. Look, let's normalize that happening every day. Remind me every day, okay? <laughs> and I'm gonna act surprised every time it happens. Like, oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm the type where when I walk by, if you don't smack me on my ass, I'm like, boy, I was, I passed for it. Right, right. You saw me walk past, right? Someone you saw me. Ass, I'm going to come right back by and I'm going I'm to I'm stop a little bit, give you a little bit of time. Try this again. Let's just do this one more time. <laughs> crazy. Let's do this one more time. So... Speaking of one more time, Joe Biden, you said he has some stuff that he talked to us about again. Oh, 
And so tell everybody what what this is that Joe Biden uh, uh so decided to. I don't know a whole bunch about it. Uh, I was doing a little reading on it earlier, and I just feel mm-hmm. like, okay. It, it's not the the plans that he claimed the money is for. It's the okay. amount of money that we're fucking spending as a country. So it's like we already like $28 trillion in debt. And then he mm-hmm. go make a bill for a bipartisan, um, a, a fucking uh, bipartisan bill and it passed for $1.2 trillion. So it's like $1.2 trillion to fix roads, transportation, broadband, just basically our basic infrastructure. And it's like, what the fuck do you need to do transportation-wise? Well, we've been having construction since 2004. It shouldn't be shit broke in the county of Cuyahoga. What are we Man. doing? One point two trillion. You live here. Crazy. You live here, squeeze. You tell me why we still have raggedy ass streets. It's like we, like you said, there's always construction. We got raggedy buses, raggedy streets, bus stops, nothing, stops with no shelter at all. Nothing is improved. Like, what the fuck is this paper? What are we doing? So At much all. money, man. I and you know what else is crazy know. to me? How do we keep building these new buildings when we got so many abandoned buildings? Why can't you just fix the ones that are abandoned? I don't understand. I agree. And, and the thing is, when when will the new pretty buildings start outweighing the ugly bad buildings because it's like okay you got some fucked up buildings so we you know we start cleaning shit up but nothing looks better nowhere like you got certain sections of the city that looks nice but other than mm-hmm. those few pockets Cleveland is still Detroit <laughs> <laughs> it really is no can we at least be Pittsburgh please I mean, I would like that, but I don't think we there, man. I don't think we fucking there as a city. I, I just feel like, like stop it. You know the other thing I don't understand? Who's moving to all of these luxury apartments that they keep building? And where do they work? Oh, my like, God. This, this is something I never thought of, but that's an amazing question. Because they are filling up to all of these. It's like they... And rent, I don't care what people say. People need to come to Cleveland. People really, we talked about this in the last episode where it's, people think it's Midwest. This is the Northeast. This is Northeast Ohio. It's not country bunking here like people think. And rent is not cheap in Cleveland. It is not cheap in Cuyahoga County at all. So It used to be, too, and it's like shit has really changed around this motherfucker. Man, they have <laughs> they have efficiency apartments for $1,500 a month. Yes. And you, you know what I think they're doing? I, I feel like they're moving all of the urban people to the suburbs and moving, like, um, uh, uh, rich or the, white people down south. Yeah, because that's why they started giving black people Section 8. I started telling people that. I'm like, oh, just be happy. I understand some yeah. people need Section yeah. 8. But yeah. 
But not, you, now it ain't no it ain't no come up to move to the suburbs of Cleveland. That's not a come no, up anymore. No, no, because <laughs> literally the suburbs is all Section Eight now. Like Cleveland Heights yep. is Section Eight, yep. Garfield Section Eight. Like all these places are are filled, and it's just like, and I said this a long time ago. I'm like, it's just y'all don't think it's weird that all of these places that used to be areas and kind of still are areas that didn't really want black people and minorities in their areas. They just have this wide open season for Section 8 people and they're building up downtown. I'm like, they're trying to move everybody out. And it goes back to what I was saying about us hating our own culture because black people have been taught to hate their neighborhoods so much that in order to show people that you made it, you move to the suburbs. And it's like all the areas that black people live in and lived in that they told you you should hate living in. They're moving. White people are walking their dogs now down Superior. Yep. You know, white people. It's no longer an accomplishment to live in the suburbs in Cleveland. No. No. Like, they made you feel bad about living on Huff so they could move on Huff. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Because, you know what, they wanted to be, they wanted closer access to all the things that we were already close to. Exactly. they, They wanted to be in that area, they just didn't want to be in that area with us. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm trying to still understand why we didn't realize that when they started moving on 105. Like, <laughs> Right. Man. But, you know, like, niggas, niggas get smart when it's too late. That's the problem. Exactly. Because it's just like, y'all don't realize, it goes back to what you said, Squeeze. You can walk down the street and get beat up because you turn the wrong corner going to your auntie's house. But white people can rebuild these mini mansions on 105 and Wade Park, and no one bothers them. No question. No, no one bothers them. They not live even in our leaders, though. Not even our councilmen. Or not, nobody. Nobody. Right. They live no smack dab in the middle of what we would call the hood, and they have the only houses that stand out because they're the only ones that are refurbished, and no I one bothers them. If you ain't on, if you out in Lakewood long enough without the proper ID, somebody coming to ask you something. Yeah. Go out, of, go out in Bay Village and just post up and see if it's a couple white dudes. It's like, hey, hey, buddy, what you doing over here, guy? Yeah. At least some somebody, somebody. Man, you. go to Cuyahoga Falls. Everyone's gonna be nice to you, but that's their way of finding out what you're doing. Hey, guys, yeah. you having hey, a great day? Hey, hey, guys. You play hey, football? Yeah, you, you hey, you play football? Football? Okay. hey, all right. Football? Yeah, yeah. Guess is out here enjoying the park, enjoying the weather. Yeah, we're just so, enjoying the weather. You're so racist, Craig. You went straight to an athlete. You play football, right? <laughs> you play football, right? You play football? You know, you're a big guy. I know you play football. What, defense? Uh, Who you play for? Hey, uh, especially okay. if you don't look broke. Especially if you yes. look like you got some money. Oh, who you have? Your movies? Your rapper? Uh, football. One or the other. Something like that. Yeah, something. Something that black people do. You know how black guys. No, I'm, a, I'm a fucking doctor, nigga. I'm a podiatrist. Exactly. What the fuck you, nigga? I'm a, I'm a banker. Like, what the, what, what the fuck? Leave me I'm at the park man. with my family like you're with your family. John. Right. No, they don't, they don't, they don't believe that. We should start asking them white things. What do you do? What do you do, Billy? 
party KKK. Right, right. What are you, what are you racist? Just definitely do that. <laughs> just do, you a proud just boy? Do like huh? You proud boy? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, you proud boy, aren't you? I can tell. Got a collection of robes in your house, eh? Mm? <laughs> I, know you you a, <laughs> I know you own a tractor. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you something, Billy. Well, uh, how old were you when you first started hating us? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Like, when you yeah. first started racist. Like, how old were you? Yeah. You know, when did you get your racist card? Like, when, That's, that's when, funny. When did you first give out your... <laughs> Bout of racism, like how did that feel? They like, what are That's you talking funny about? As fuck. Yeah, yeah. Put that pressure on. Yeah, they ain't now. Now all of a sudden, it's, it's weird. It's racist. It ain't <laughs> funny. It's not cool at all, at all. Yeah. And the only reason I brought up the football is because I actually was in Cuyahoga Falls at a meeting one time with a friend of mine, and he's. Of course, I'm short. If you guys don't know, I'm only five. I say five three, but I'm five two and a half. But just give me my five three. I mean, really five one and three quarters. Shut up. (laughs) And he's like six two, and he's a bigger guy. And I swear, at least three people asked him, "Did he play football?" At least three. Okay. They really did, and they said it in the nicest way, but it was just like what. White people got the most subtle racism. Man. It's so nice. Yes. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta really settle in and realize that they, you know, you're being victimized right now. Like really, you'll be sitting there smiling with them, talking to them, and you'll get yeah, it back. Remember, <laughs> remember the last episode when I was like, when people say stuff to you after you leave, you're like, wait a minute, I should have said <laughs> this, 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 and this. That's how it is sometimes God, being around white that, people. That's just racist. <laughs> I just realized. Exactly. God, I thought she was cool. I said, wait a minute. Oh, that whole dude. conversation was racist. Fuck, Margaret, I thought she was cool. I sat right. here with you. John, <laughs> damn it, John, you roped me in. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens a lot. So I know you want to talk about the Nas album, so tell me what you thought about it. I thought, um, I, I, I think Nas is back, man. I just, Nas... Because, I mean, okay, so Nas, if you ask me, Nas has some, some some portions in his career where he fell flat. He wasn't really popping like he was supposed to be popping. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Jay-Z woke him back up. I think that beef, you know, I think it saved his career, to be honest. And beyond mm-hmm. that, I feel like Nas is just, he got hot again. What was that, 01? He got hot mm-hmm. again, fell off maybe around 04. And just these last two, just with the resurgence, the King Disease and King Disease 2. Hip Boy mm-hmm. did all the production, complete album. It's crazy. It does not sound like it was just one sound. I mean, it doesn't sound like it was one sound. It doesn't sound like it was just one producer. It, the shit is crazy, man. Lyricism yeah. is back. Nas is it's like, it's like it's Nas, but it's a 2021 version of Nas. Mm-hmm. I love when people stay true to who they are, but they mm-hmm. can evolve with that. And it was it's beautiful. The album is crazy. And what you just said is what we talked about as far as like the Tory Lanez with Cassidy, the verses with Jadakiss, um, and the locks. And also when it comes to Dipset, I really would say Cameron because Cameron's the one that really took that everything yeah. that happened at the verses to heart. And he's like, okay, I got to fix this. But I agree with you. Like, 
there are a lot of, not a lot, but like you said, artists have to have that thing that lights the fire up under them when they've been doing it for so long, especially when you're at the top of your game and you know you're one of the best. And like you said, it was the beef with Jay-Z and them going back and forth. And I feel like it lit a fire under both of them. I feel like everyone coming at Jay-Z really lit a fire with him too. Um, and I also feel like all the things that have been happening for Nas outside of the industry is also why he's able to yeah. produce the projects that he's able to produce lately because so Nas like, is well, rich as hell not, right now. Nas is wealthy. He's beyond rich. He's wealthy. Oh yeah. yeah and I mean, all the all the businesses that he's invested in, all the money he's made from his investments and things that he's done outside of rap, it allows him to be comfortable enough to just make the type of music that he. I'm not saying he never made the music that he wanted to make because Nas has always been that type of artist. Right. But it goes back to what I said when you when we said. There's a difference between being able to do what you want to do with your career because you can afford it and really struggling to pay for that four-hour block of studio time or right. having to complete an album because it's a part of the contract. Like, there's a lot of things that artists go through when they're doing music, and I just feel like right. Nas is in that space where he's just free, and he's making some of the best music. Um, sent some of his last best music because I think it has a lot to just do with him just being free to be no, whatever. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I think Nas is she just it's like you you would think at his age and his longevity that he'd be winding down, but it don't seem like he winding down. That dude, for what? He's still hot man, the nigga still got it. So and I this, love the fact that he's paying homage to um he paid homage to Foxy Brown on the last project. This project, yeah. he had Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill and Foxy Brown sound amazing. Lauren Hill, she, this is like a resurgence of old Lauren Hill. Yeah. And she actually had a couple things to say. Basically, yeah. y'all worried about why I'm late? Y'all should, listen, you ever heard things <laughs> you too? I'm not going to give away her verse, but. I, I think it's much, most definitely worth a listen. I give it like, you know, 4, 4.2. Out of how many? Out of what? Out of five? Out of five, yeah. Remember the Source magazine? Yeah, I used to love the Source. And then you get the mic. I still got a fucking, I still got a closet full of pictures I pulled out of magazines and just stack them up. I used to put those shits in frames and put them on my wall. And you know what's crazy, though? I feel like the industry still needed something like that because back in the day, I'm not saying artists didn't get into their feelings, but... Artists was used to having the source where you would get the five mics, two mics, three mics, yep. and they were they embraced being featured and seeing how many mics they were gonna get. But and I feel like and rice too. It was. I feel like that being taken away from the from the industry, it made a lot of artists sensitive because it's just like they don't take. I understand it's your art, but so they, don't take, they don't take criticism with. No, they don't. Yeah, I get they it. don't. Because yeah, back in the day, you knew that the Source and the Vibe magazine was going to do a write-up on your album, and they was going to keep it real. And if you got a bad write-up, that made an artist want to come harder the next time, or that made them want to put out a right. mixtape. It was like, okay, you didn't like my album, you didn't like my flow, you didn't like this, you didn't think I could spit. I'm just going to put out a mixtape just to show you what I can do. 
I also think that um I I think you right as fuck because I think I think that was the word. Like whatever the the source said, we took that as being the word. Like, all right, mm-hmm. these niggas right, man, you know they 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 right. And the artist looked at it like, damn. Okay. Yep. The source said I didn't tighten up my production. I'm about to go get Kanye. I'm about to go mm-hmm. get Swiss. And then they'd do something like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, or they would put a collab album together. Yeah, but yeah. that was the beauty the beauty of hip hop, man. I just love rap. I love hip hop. I love our culture. And um speaking of our culture, uh it's the forty eighth anniversary of hip hop. So happy birthday, hip hop. Hey, um, it's twelve, so it is. We ain't even late with it. Like it's not, nah. it's not even early at this point. No, nope. happy birthday, it's, it's man! It's officially happy birthday to hip hop. Um, we like call Cool Hurt and like give him a message <laughs> directly, or like man, we should. Talking? I don't know, man. We should let's call him up and see what he's doing right now. I'm about so, to hit him up, yeah, man. <laughs> hit him up, big I'm gonna call him in the morning. <laughs> so. And just paying homage to hip hop, like when was the first time that you realized that you fell in love with with this music? Um, all right, so like, it's, uh, it goes back to that. I guess the theme of the episode, the familiarity of it, like it was always there. So mm-hmm. I, I never really, I never really lived like life without it. I was born in 1986, so I always had hip hop since I can remember. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that I personally was falling in love with it until um, Master P and them did it for me, man. Yeah, Master P. The first song, the the first song I ever really loved, other than Juicy, was um, uh, uh, Burbers and Lax. Master <laughs> P. Okay. So yeah, hip, that's that's what did it for me. So for me, I feel like you. Um, it's crazy that hip hop's only 48. It's so young, but it's still older than a few of us. So, like you, it just seems like it's always been a part of our life. Right. Um, and for me, um, hip hop represented like the cool older cousins and the cool uncles because mm. that's who I always heard listening to rap was like the cool older cousin. You know what I mean? So it always, and I saw how they dressed and how they wore their hair, and only they were allowed to do it, uh, to listen to it. Because it was like, you know, my mom didn't really let me listen to rap all like that because I grew up in the church. So it was like something that you had to wait to get older to do or get older to listen to. And uh, it was always like this cool thing. That's when I was intrigued with rap, but um, when I really fell in love with hip-hop, like hip-hop, um, I had this friend in school, his name's Vernon Wadsworth Cook the Third. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. Shout out British. to Vernon. I mean, he's British royalty. <laughs> he's black, though. He's black. <laughs> but um, he was a great ahead of me, and he played the violin i played the cello and one day we want we asked our our uh our professor and our our teacher because i went to performing art school we were like we wanted to play some cool music like Mm. we just wanted to see what it would sound like as like this court well it was just it was an orchestra class because i was in the orchestra but 
we were just like, what would it sound like if you let us play some cool music? So it started out with Michael Jackson. So we got to play okay. uh, Thriller. Okay. You know, that was cool. It was like, okay. I wish I remember. I wish I remember my teacher's name. It was it was a white guy. He was he was this this big dude. Uh, he had a beard and he like a cool Santa, but he was real cool and he let it. And so uh, he would so he started giving us free time. So Vernon uh, brought in Dale the Funky Homo. He brought in music. So he brought in Dale the Funky Homo Sapien, De La Soul. Um, this is, uh, when Snoop Dogg, remember we used to have the cool skits like W Balls, W Balls, yeah, like yeah. all that. Oh, so Ver- Ricky here today. Man, listen. Okay. Vernon, you, Vernon had the music and I remember him putting his mixtape together for me. It reminds you, I said I couldn't listen to rap growing up. Right. And I got my car when I was 14. Um, and at this time, I think I was like 15 maybe 16, so he brought, he made me a mixtape. And like I said, it had Dell. It had a Tribe Called Quest. When I heard a war tour, I, it, I was sold on rap. I was like, okay. Crazy. Okay. So this is like 93, 94. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, so um, this is when you could get the CDs. You just you could take the penny to the little thing. So he made me this mixtape, and it made me fiend for more rap. So I started... Uh, Using everybody's address to get more of those free CDs. Uh, so you, oh, you talking about when like they send you six and then like you're supposed to pay the man. <laughs> and they would send you because you know hey, back you then it, it wasn't no credit so card. Cool. It was like I'm a. They would just send you the bill you and just, just send you the bill you and you just check. You want it? Yeah, and they would just send the bill in the mail and hope that you would pay for them. I got the Fuji's like that. I got Columbia House. Was it called Columbia House? Yes, it was Columbia House. Columbia House, yeah. Man, but long story short, man, Vernon, because of Vernon, like, he was the one that really made me. This is why I think I love, like, lyricism and just, like, hip-hop, hip-hop, because on his mixtape, like I said, it was a Tribe Called Quest. It was De La Soul. It was, um... So that was was your first introduction to it, for real? Like, where I was just, like... I you just got fell. to take it to the lab for the first time. Yeah, because yeah. I played that mixtape in my car because, you know, I wasn't allowed to listen to it. So as right. soon as I would get ready to go to school, as soon as I pulled out the driveway far away from listening ears of my house, oh, I'm putting that in there. I'm turning this hey, up and I'm driving to this school. You ever used to make a mixtape? <laughs> And um, like you all automatically know what song coming up next. So when when you hear a certain song and you expecting to hear your mixtape playlist, and it's like, <laughs> oh shit, that's right, this that's right. That- <laughs> I, I used to do that all the time. Man. I, oh my god. Yeah. And how I got introduced to um, uh, Master P was on this trip to Charlotte, North Carolina for a spring break trip and there was this one guy whose friend came up from Mobile, Alabama and he was staying with him for the summer and on the bus he kept playing this song where this guy was like, uh, you know Pat, these little things and and we were like, what is is that noise? 
who played, like, we didn't really know it was music. We were like, what is right. going on back there? What is, and he just kept talking, oh, and, and, listen, this was, this was the white mic of the trick, because he was white. He was like, man, you all know about the ice cream, man. You all know about the ice cream, man. Like, you all know. This was before Master P was anywhere else, because, you know, Mobile is close to Louisiana. So he was like, you all this the ice cream, man. We thought he was just making this up, okay? He was like, you all know. This is Master P. This is Master P. We was like, all right, man, whatever. Next hey, thing you know, like a year or two later, I was a No Limit Soldier. I was like, this is the dude. Yes. Yeah, yeah, believe we, we really did blow dude off because he was white, and it just sounded like way country. We was like, dude, whatever, man. Just put some head, <laughs> put on some headphones because <laughs> that like dude fell like in pain. Stop it. And, man, the rest is history. Like, Hey, man, history. so look, this is off. The topic. Yeah. But I was painting that day, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I did two joints, man. I had some fire, too. Now, this one. This. this Don't give me an introduction. Let me see it, squeeze. I got to. The inspiration for this painting was Dennis' office. Okay. I tried to give you the Dennis' office vibes. This is so, my version of abstract. Okay, I was going to say, you got to describe it for people that are listening, because not everybody's going to be watching. What what I have up here is um a mishmash of bullshit um, scrambled up across, <laughs> scrambled across this canvas. But I actually like this shit low-key, and I yeah. can't even front, like, I don't, like, I kind of like it. I think it's dope. And I then I made so. this. If I, I had known we were showing artwork, I'd have Haley bring hers. So is this you? Are oh, you the king? Yeah, I'm the king, man. I just did, and this is the other one we did earlier. And then I, okay. I made my kids make some shit, and I got to I gotta hang that shit up in my house or whatever. I'll probably I'm loving the abstract vibes. I see you were feeling uh, red. You got the red for the standout. I get, you trying to, that's how you capture people. You, you reel them in with the red. And then they come stand and stare at the picture. Exactly, you seen exactly where I was going with that. I see. With I'm the white, up I got the, the white stripe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This, that's this how fire. you. That's how you reel them in. You got the grass at the bottom, the sky at the top, and then the rest of the world is just abstract. Listen, man. Do you know where I'm at with this? That's exactly I, what I did. I, I made I see the fucking it. sky. I made the grass, and then I just went stupid. I think that's I, the way I view the world. We're here. We're here. I like We're it. Here. We're here. I like it. I like it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's you going have down. to do listen. You have to do that every every episode now. If I got I bring I have a new painting, new, yes. new painting every week. Exactly. Exactly. What you mean if I'm official if. already? I will be here before you're, you. You're the I'm unofficial. A, I'm gonna let you in. Um, the the doors of the the doors of, uh, of the podcast are closed until I open them. I'm gonna let you Man, in. Whatever, whatever. I'm let you in. So, <laughs> as we wrap up, I just want to just say that I saw Andre 3K today downtown, and um, clutch, clutch. I might insert our pre 
podcast conversation. <laughs> um, you know, but I saw Andre 3K. I didn't get a chance to talk to him or, you know, take a picture of him. My family did because I was driving, so they got to do all that. But, um, you know, like I was telling Squeeze, like, a lot of people were passing by him, and they didn't really notice that it was him because he was real low-key. Like, he was texting on his phone, and he had his headphones on listening to music, and he was walking down the street with his flute. And, um, like Squeeze and I say, like, and he had a scully on, and it was extremely hot today. <laughs> so I told Squeeze, like, it was easy for Clevelanders to pass by him because we see people walking down the street downtown with scullies on and the heat was sticking yeah, all the, the time. The homeless niggas, man. I mean, well, the houseless people. <laughs> houseless people. Houseless you know, he didn't, look, he didn't look homeless, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if you want people in Cleveland to walk past you, put on a scully and walk. Put on put a scully in August, Put on man, a scully man, on a 90-something degree day with a backpack and carry a stick, which really is a flute, but it looks like a stick from far away, and people <laughs> will walk right past you. It's like, oh, that's the, the regulars. You know, one of the downtown regulars. Yeah, At all. I <laughs> told you a couple but, of hours, like, here, man. Man, here you go. A lot of celebrities say they like, a lot of celebrities say they like Cleveland for that reason because we don't have paparazzi and we don't really make a big, we don't have fanfare. Like, I don't, Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland is a tough city to live in because we don't care about much, but we care about a lot at the same time. You know what? We care about the dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we, like, are passionate about it, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stupid ass shit. We care if you come from down the way or up the way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we will dumb argue you up and down if you're from Superior, St. Clair, Huff or 105. Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> and it's like, at the end of the, all of that, we don't even know what we accomplished. But, nigga, we feel like it's something we should do again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cleveland, motherfucker. Exactly, man. We are the type of city that would cheer for you with straight faces. Absolutely. We don't fight. Like, we're, very, we're very proud of you, my nigga. We just don't. We just don't clap. I don't want exactly. to know we're happy for you. <laughs> exactly. We tell people all the time. I ask artists that come here to do shows. I said, did anyone sit down during your performance? They said, no. I said, oh, well, that means we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> right. If, 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 if nobody went to the clap. bar, you, we fuss with you, dog. Exactly. We, we might not be smiling. We may not be turned up. We may not be clapping or doing extra movements. But if we're standing there and our head is slightly bobbing and we're still at the front of the stage, then we rock with you. Oh, yeah, believe that. Because we rock with you. Because the turn into bar runs, Man. bathroom runs. Man, people go outside and smoke during your performance. <laughs> and then we'll dap you up after the show knowing that, they saw you, that you saw them go outside and smoke during your set. And tell you that you killed it. <laughs> oh, that shit was hard, my nigga. I ain't gonna hold you. That shit was hard. Fire. You didn't even see it. You just got here. Oh, I heard yeah, you okay. from outside. You, you performed, though, right? I know it was hard. <laughs> Please, I saw somebody post you in the Insta story. I saw it on Instagram. Right, right. No, my nigga just told me, though. He said that shit was rough. 
That's what made okay. me pull up. That's okay. not an insta story. I saw that. You made you inspired me to buy a ticket, my nigga. Man. But you ain't buy my C D no. The album right here. Right, I'm gonna holler at you later, man. I'm down. That, you don't wanna get a T shirt? What? Yeah. A sticker? Leaving <laughs> the motherfucker, man. Man, man, man. But if you can make it out of here, you can make it in the city. You can make it anywhere. I would. I, look, man, I'm proud of my 216 roots. I really am, you know. Yeah, and man. the, the thing you is. Earned, you earned that. Yes, I did, man. And this is a hard-ass city to live in. It's a hard-ass city to be successful in because niggas will not be proud of you at all. You ain't. You, I, I found that out years ago the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had when I first got the goddamn TV. I had a TV show. I'm on cable every Monday. I remember like, that. I remember that. Niggas just like, oh, oh okay, then cool. Yeah, that's right. But look, nigga, my album dropping. So like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, right. Oh shit. People in Cleveland <laughs> don't give a. They don't care no what matter. you have going on if it does not involve them. If, that, if or, they're not included, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Or if you get it before they do, they're pissed. And it's like, what? You know you can still work towards this, right? <laughs> yeah, nigga, but you got it first. Like, you already you got, got it, for so me? fuck it's, Exactly. <laughs> I don't even want that no more. I don't even, I don't like even want it. <laughs> right. So why you, why you still mad then? Why you still mad then if you don't want it? If you don't care, why you so you mad? What the fuck you don't watch mine, nigga? Watch mine then. And, right. That's the other thing. And then be the first ones to yell. Niggas always moving out the city. We can't have nothing here in Cleveland. Why, can we can't, why can't we build shit up here? Well, I try. You wouldn't watch my show on Monday night. <laughs> this, is, this is the newest one that I think we should watch out for the most. Man, these niggas don't. Don't give a fuck, man. They don't, want to, they don't even share your nigga shit. Y'all niggas know I get down. Y'all know I just dropped a song. Don't nobody share it. But you look at their page, and you take a look-see, and you notice that they've never shared anybody else's shit either. How can I'm you, glad you said how that. How can you complain, bro? You don't have the right. You don't have a leg to stand on. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm glad you said You're that. Not expect anybody to give you something. Like for instance, I know you have people who hate. They they hate the fact that they got to pay to come on your show. Yet their whole interview is a hey, cop my CD. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You want to come <laughs> on my show and sell your shit, and I ain't supposed exactly. to get nothing. <laughs> right. Facts. Facts. Get out of here, Facts. Get out or people who don't even want to put in enough work to even submit their stuff for a free show. It's like, you know how much work just, oh, goes just go into this? Just go it real quick. You want me to, die? Right. You want me to go research your shit? And download it to <laughs> play your shit me. for free? Exactly. Okay. You gotcha. want me to work for you? Gotcha. As if doing this is free for me? Period? <laughs> Like, I don't even, I don't even, uh, I know this is not to respond to them in the future, that's all. Exactly, man. It's like, I got to pay my staff, pay the electricity bill, pay the internet. <laughs> man. All hey, the money. Pay the rent to be here. The rent to I'm renting out all this shit. And so you could come on and promote your album for free. 
for free. And then never call me and talk to me again. <laughs> like Ever. Or you just feel like we're doing too much when we ask you, when we tell you what the submission process is for the free show. Exactly. For this fucking free-ass show, you just <laughs> can't even take a few steps to email it the way I asked you to. That's all you got to do. And you're an artist, and you keep bragging about how people should support you. You should already have this stuff ready. Man. And, and, and that's the reason... Why we don't support your ass because it's you. Exactly. It's you. And I ain't about to stand in line and beg you to help me before uh, help you. Fuck you, nigga. I'm not about to beg you to for me to help you. I That's see not you. how this I works. See, I see you and your dumb ass figure out that you need to get it right, nigga. I'll holler at you the next time you come back. Oh, my bad. So, what was the email again? Oh, exactly. It's still the same, dummy. Or what happens to me is when people will be disrespectful or don't want to do all the stuff that I need them to do, so then they'll go to one of my bloggers or they'll go to Miss Slim Goody. And I'm just like, <laughs> if I... <laughs> I just told you this, nigga. It's like going to... The mama say you can't go outside, so you go ask the daddy. Hey, exactly. I can't go outside. <laughs> I just told you no, nigga. <laughs> right. I heard now. your mom. I heard your mom say no. You trying to get me and you in trouble? <laughs> right, right, right. What the fuck wrong with you? Right, right, exactly. I don't know. Some people just feel entitled, though. I think it's. I think it's really a level of entitlement. It's like you're not 107, so nigga, you should be blessed to play my song, nigga. What the fuck? I think. And that's it's the way like. They really do, but the thing about it is, is that the smaller media outlets is is where you actually build your fan base more than mm-hmm. the larger platforms. Because to be honest with you, unless you're Wait, Cardi B, as I say, unless you're Cardi B or one of these major artists that actually bring money into their station, they don't care about your song. They don't even care about try, getting to know you. Try to get a response from them, motherfucker. Without exactly a, a fat check attached. Man, facts, facts. And then Especially, like they be paying so much money, they get thirty seconds of their song played, and not even their name uh, announced after it or before it. So it's like, what the fuck did you just pay for? Exactly. And the pro- and the thing that artists don't understand is, especially with my outlet, we report to the same. <laughs> POAs that 107.9 reports to. There's no okay. other ones. You're it, They all go to, when you're a licensed station, they're all licensed to the same POAs. Exactly. So the same reports that you'll show up on the 107.9 um, with 107.9, which for people that don't know, that's our local hip-hop station. Yes, we only have one. Um, but <laughs> the same reports that you'll show up on the Z with Z one Z one oh seven nine are the same reports you'll show up with yeah, our radio fun. station. And you also get extra reports because we are a digital radio station, so you'll show up on the digital radio uh, reports even, as even well. Beyond that, most of these artists don't even have ASCAP BMI anyway, so No, they that, don't. All that is just pointless anyway. It don't even matter. Exactly. So even if 107.9 did play your track, it's not going to do anything you for you because no your song isn't it. even registered. We right. Going, like, nobody's going to know that you did it. And it does not matter because that money is nowhere. Nowhere. It's just floating around. 
than a fucking clown. You you went and spent all that money on a four-hour block of studio time just for your music to do absolutely nothing for you. But that's a that totally different show because... Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I could talk about that for an hour. But that just shows you Man. That the lack of faith they have in it from the beginning. Because if you have the, full faith, then you are protected. Exactly. And also, it shows the lack of respect that they have for the yeah. genre that they chose to be in, because if you actually had respect for the job that you chose to do, you would actually learn as much as you possibly can about the genre instead of just you know seeing what? people with rock with watches and necklaces on and striving for that, which is the hard way, instead of really figuring out how you can make money on your way up. Go ahead. Since I'm, since I'm official, I feel like I'm a we're going to talk about this next week when I come back. Okay. But um, I think I want to speak on how how the artists – I think we need to have, like, an artist development podcast so we can really dig deep in some shit and just speak okay. on that. I, That's I something of, that I used I to do on Mondays. I call it Music Mondays. Oh, okay. And I used yeah. to make videos where I would talk about stuff like that and post it, but I didn't think artists care, so I just stopped doing it. But we can do you that know what? Maybe, they, maybe they don't, and we'll find out, you know what I'm saying, sooner or later. And if they don't, we we'll say, fuck it. But you know, yeah. I just feel like we, I, that's a, we that's can, a lot I, I want to speak on that. We can do that. I, I, we can definitely do that. I would love, um, to, see artists, I would love to see artists like structure themselves and, and really just play the game the way it's supposed to be played and realize mm-hmm. that even on the smallest scale, you can have some fucking money flowing in for your music. Yeah, like there's it's video so games. Easy. There's there's all of the, like the Zeus Network um, with these new reality shows, like they need music. If right. you watch TV, TV is nothing but, everything on TV is set to music. TV shows are set to music. On top of that, right? Commercials are set to music. YouTube videos are set to set to music. Gaming channel, everything is set to music. So that's why I was saying, when you're looking online and you're looking at the Migos and all these other people, like, oh my God, they iced out. But it's just like, do you know how long it took for them to get to where they are right now? And for some of these people, they they don't even own all that stuff. Like, why not just be realistic and figure out how you can make weekly or monthly money doing what you love yeah. and build your revenue stream as you make it up through the ranks and you know like you just can't and a lot of times that's how artists end up in bad contracts because you're focused on the wrong thing and you jump over all the work to get to the riches yeah. and you find out that it wasn't worth it in the end so but I think that's a good idea for us to, to um to because this we definitely could talk about this um for a whole nother hour. <laughs> but uh but I definitely appreciate you for being my unofficial co host again. Um for this episode of Welcome to Cream for Wednesdays. We appreciate you guys for being tuned in and uh don't forget to weigh in on any of the topics that we talked about today. And if there are any topics that you guys want us to talk about, uh, put them in the comments. Let us know because I'm going to actually post this video on um, YouTube. But you guys let us know if there's something that you want us to talk about. 
Um, and make sure you follow me on Instagram, Miss Cream of the Crop, M S C R E A M of the T H E Crop, C R O P. And Big Squeeze is Big Squeeze 389. Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to say to the people, Big Squeeze, while we wrap up? Hey I'd just like to say, man, keep God in your heart, keep your ear to the streets, stay real, and don't dwell on people from your past because it's a reason why they're not in your future. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being tuned in. We really appreciate your what? What is it? Um, what do you say? What support? That's what you call it. Is that what we call it? That's that's not what they call it here. What do we know. call it? We appreciate your listen, your stream. We is it is it um? What's the word? Your subscription. We don't want support. I forgot the word I'll be saying on the podcast. Though. It's a different word. I gotta look at my analytics. I can't thing. think I of. I can't think of it either. But whatever it is, analytics. guys, we appreciate you for doing that. We appreciate y'all, <laughs> the listens, the views, all that shit, man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, squeeze. Thank you so much. Have a good night. No doubt. Be safe, y'all.